episode 152. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Laurent. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Burr, Wade. Winter. Chilly out there. It's winter. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, buddy. Yeah, it's good to be back. Finally back on the rig here. We've got Bryce absent today and you're in town, so why not? Why not? Let's get after it. I forgot how to do this stuff. I had to change the mic setting. I had to find a pair of find headphones. headphones. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, Bryce like, had, had some foresight into him not being here, so he set some things up for us because I forget what's all required to do that now. Yeah, you're like, I think I just uh, pushed this button yeah. now my it's biggest thing is like i hope he put the memory cards in there because if not i don't know where he keeps them like we'll be we'll be sol yeah it's like me when i used to work out it takes like it takes you months. used to work out yeah when i was playing hockey and midget i used to exercise oh but way back then yeah. Yeah, yeah 30 years ago yeah but like it would take months and months and months to work up to the point you could do 50 push-ups and then it takes days until you yeah. can't, right? And then it's yeah. like, holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wade's back. Look at that. Eric Teru, your buddy Eric. Yeah. And Quigley is in here. He says hi. Hello to everybody. Happy to be back. So, yeah, today's supposed like to be not too terrible as far as a high, but it's been freezing at night the last couple of nights. And so you wake up and it's like there's frost in the windshield. Slippery outside. So, yeah. And I think we're supposed to get back up to 20 degrees this weekend, which is about 70-ish. Um, Fahrenheit, so not bad this weekend, but we just had a couple days here where it was like the high was four or five degrees, which is like what forty. Yeah, and so it's been a little know. bit chilly the last couple of days. Rain, which then turned into snow. You got a little like a little weed dusting. It didn't stick around, right? But yeah, yeah. That first snowfall is always a. It just sucks. The dreaded day. Yeah, in our industry, it's like as soon as it, usually as soon as it snows, it's like okay, well, DIY John. He's packing her in. It's he's not, like it's not. Doesn't matter if it's thirty-five degrees the next week. Yeah, are, it snowed once, so yeah. the season's over. Season's over. So. That said, it seems like uh, it seems like DIY John. Most of those did their projects in the spring. Yeah, that's they, right. It was already slow. It was kind of so. slow in July and August, so yeah, I don't think there's any no surprises coming now. Anyway, for our uselessness since Bryce isn't here, we didn't put anything formal together, but we were just chatting a little bit about hockey because we're yeah. Canadian. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. What else are you going to talk about, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you had. Uh, you have switched allegiances. I think so. Which I, th- I feel like this is a, this doesn't just happen all willy nilly. Like this takes, no, it that's a big thing willy-nilly. when you switch teams. Yeah. So what? I have two jerseys that are for sale now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's behind it? You've been a hardcore Oilers fan for as long as I've known you. What, how, like why the switch? Um, And is this like a real switch or are you just like, that's ah, fun to watch. I think I'm going to cheer for them this year. And I think like if they end up playing against each other, I think I'll cheer for the Kraken. I believe that I'll really, I think so. Wow. Okay. So there's, there's sort of two reasons and this will end up changing. But, uh, the first reason is the Oilers have let me down for so long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like they're the only thing they can win right now is a draft. Right. And then they pick the exact (laughs) same player. They're pretty good at winning drafts. So that's awful. It's like, they're not, they have a, a good team on paper, and they cannot win. They just can't. And yeah. so that's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up being an Oilers fan in the 80s, but... When only, they were crushing. Yeah, but I, I, didn't, I didn't, like, accidentally pick them. So my uncle lived in Edmonton, and he took me to a game. And then it was like I, I ended up at a game and was like, well, this is fantastic. I'll cheer for these guys. And then it turned right. out I didn't even know how good of a team it was because it was the first NHL game I'd ever gone to. And it was like... Yeah. 
you look at that roster now and it's like, <laughs> yeah, they probably still would win the cup. Yeah. Like if you could put that same team on the ice, they'd probably still do it. So yeah, I like that quote. Speaking of like old teams that could, could still win. You remember that quote? There was a quote that said, um, some, some reporter asked Michael Jordan if he thought that the nineties bulls could still, could still beat, um, LeBron James and like the one of the one of the stack teams these days and Jordan's yeah. like, yep, I think we could still like I think we could beat him. Yeah, and then he's like, by how much? He's like, uh, I don't know, eight or ten points. And then he's like, oh, really? How come such a small margin? He's like, well, because most of us are sixty now. That's <laughs> 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 like one of the greatest interview quotes ever. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. So they're like, I believe that too. I think if you put Pippen and Rodman <laughs> yeah. and and Jordan on the court, that. They, they would contend, but they played the game differently. Like, yeah, 100%. LeBron would be broken and bruised and injured at yeah, the end of that. He plays like a soccer player. That's right. Man, yeah. I watched uh, Malice in the Palace the other day. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that is unbelievable. There's some good sports documentaries on TV right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, anyways. So the Oilers were, let me down yeah. all the time. And so that's one reason. And then the second reason uh, is the, the Canadian content that is on the Kraken team. So, we grew up in Arcola. There are two kids on the Kraken roster that are from Carlisle. The both. The oh, really? Flurry I didn't brothers. know this. Yeah. So uh, there's two Flurry brothers. They're both there. One is playing, and one is in their farm system right now. Okay. Uh, Jordan Eberly is on the team. Yeah. Regina kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braden Shorts is on the team. Mm-hmm. Wilcox, Saskatchewan. Okay. And so they they have four Canadians or four people from Saskatchewan on the roster right now. And they have 17 Canadians on the team. And so it's like, well, that's a, that's a pretty Canadian team. And I like the colors. That's a half. Sold. That's a half reason. You like, sold me. So I'm not, I'm not diehard. And I don't follow the NHL too much. I'm not diehard one team or another. I grew up as a big Flames fan. The only game I've ever been to was an Oilers game. Same reason my aunt and uncle lived in Lloyd. They were big Oilers fans. Yep. Took, like we went to a game one time. Um, and it was that era. However, I remember specifically that Gretzky was out for that game. I don't remember why. Or maybe he was just recently traded to LA or LA. something. But I remember like like Messier and Tikkanen and those guys were still there. Yeah. Still, still watching those guys. Gary Only Curry. game, but for some reason I didn't I didn't like I didn't end up being a huge um Oilers fan coming out of that for some yeah. reason. I was still because I was a Flames a, fan going in. So Yeah. You're probably not a hockey fan. Not, you know what I mean? Not huge. Like back like when I went to that game, I was probably still playing. I was probably ten. Or right. 12 years old or something, right? I was probably still playing hockey at the time and I was collecting all the hockey cards and everything, but I just never grew up with an allegiance after the Flames thing wore off me a little bit. I just yeah. didn't grow up um, with a with an allegiance to anybody. So the I've been kind of nice like, I should pick somebody again, but... About the Flames is they still have that same rink. Like, you could still go... And, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're actually having a civil election in Calgary. They might end up changing uh, leadership there and then the one guy right. is promising a new rink. So I almost like when the when the Vegas Knights started and Justin and Greg were trying yep. to flip everybody and for much similar reasoning it was like mm-hmm. they've got some Sasky boys in the team and like it's you know direct flights and everybody goes to Vegas we love Vegas anyway let's just cheer for them I was like that's yeah. pretty solid reasoning so maybe now I need to use that same reasoning to become a Kraken fan because I do I think the the jerseys are pretty sharp They're and, awesome. like the swag would be would be pretty sweet to wear yeah so. okay anyway uselessness um, done. That's it. Precision's excited that the boys are back together. Um, Wade's in town. I'm bringing some spicy chips. So that's Evan. He has actually bought some more. He has. He's in possession of chips. I'm out. They're sold locally now. Actually, good. That's good. Bring ten so or twelve. You have to. You have to show up fast because forty five minutes. I'm we're out of here. Um, so anyway, today we're going to get onto our topic and um, let's just make it happen. What's the button here? 
We've only had that button programmed in there for about 30 episodes now. What and is I that? still have to search for it every time. What is it? That's, well, do you not, so like I don't you're listen. not on the podcast anymore, but you don't listen to it either? No, because like I watch like, it live on my phone, so I don't, like, oh, on I your see. phone, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. actually get yeah, a bunch okay. of this Well, stuff, when you listen right? to it, we have we have music now that we 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 sting in the, the uselessness. There's a little intro song, okay. and then when we get into the topic, there's one. So okay. uh, welcome to the Behind the Scenes episode of this. the podcast. You guys now. should come sit in this chair. You've grown up. Oh, you're, you actually still make it in once in a while with this one. Voyeurism. Now you know. Now you know. So... Uh, today's topic, we're actually flashing back to an episode we did back in February and February, February, and it was about five trends for 2021 outdoor living. And it was, it was, a it was a sponsored article by Trex and mm-hmm. HGTV's Alice and Victoria. They talked about the five trends they expected to see. Of course, they also, they all had some sort of Trex twist to them because it was an advertorial, but, uh, nonetheless, it was, we thought at the time it was. Probably fairly accurate. Yeah. And so we discussed them. Yep. And now the end of the season is here. And you're like, why don't we revisit that one and just talk about like, did those trends actually materialize? Yeah. How, like, let's recap. Sure. Did they blow it? <laughs> did we blow it? Because we talked about it and said that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Butterfly effect. If we would have talked about it. <laughs> uh, so the number one was the idea of the out- outdoor office. Do you remember? So I would say I had zero of those happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm a huge fan of this idea though. And the I'm, idea was great, yeah. but do you think anybody actually did it? I don't, I can't say that many people walked into the stores and said like, when I get my deck built, I want to make sure I have an area for work, like an area, yeah. an outdoor office. I didn't hear that at all. I still really like the idea. I still think that probably makes its way into high end decks at times. Like if you've got somebody that's coming in here and, and is uh, like $100,000 deck and I want to make sure it's got a living room and all this stuff like that, those type of decks might make room for an outdoor office, but mm-hmm. I also think on the average deck, uh, outdoor office is not one of the top, you know, three spaces somebody might want on their deck. It's yeah, like, I, I want it, a barbecue zone and I want a place to sit and eat and I want a place like a fire pit and sit and lounge. Office is like number five. So <laughs> the yeah. budget's there, sure. But like, I wonder if it's, um, if it has partially to do with the fact that everybody thinks of decking as a relaxing space. Certainly there's part of that. I think what was behind this, the timing of this article was like or maybe January or something. So it was like it was a year into the pandemic when yeah. everybody was stuck at home and was working from home. Yeah. And so I think the thought was maybe like, hey, you're home working anyway. Why not go outside and kind of be in a more chill space to work? Like enjoy the outdoors at the same yeah. take the opportunity. You have to work at home anyway. Yeah. Go outside and enjoy the, the sun at the same time. I still think it's a great idea. I, th- I would still do with this personally myself, but yeah. Um, the idea of people putting in a permanent fixture of an office on their deck maybe didn't happen as maybe much as we thought it would. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. There's like some screen glare and there's, you know, there's probably a few struggles with that. Yeah. Windy and, yeah. but yeah. anyways, I think for me, it would be the idea of not mixing work and pleasure. I was like, sure. There'd be some, this is where I go to relax. Mental hurdle with that for some people for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Good. deck so dogs that, thinks so the number sucked. one trend in 2021 was to install whatever you can get your hands on. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> right. So I think, um, what do I think? I don't know that we fell, like, obviously there were some struggles for sure, but I think we we managed okay getting our hands on materials in not crazy amounts of time we usually. certainly did better this year than last. Yeah, I would say so. I don't think that there was any one of the brands that we carry that we struggled with more than another. Like, no. Last year was like, yeah, I think last in 2020 was that was like, yeah, whatever you can get. Yeah, like last year was bad. There was no answers to anything. 
anyway, we we put a lot more material on the ground. I think probably at the start of this year than we have before too. Maybe and maybe that helped. We we yeah. just had stuff here early. Yeah. So uh, number two was the idea of adding extra space to your deck via the use of a deck drainage system. So you can kind of turn that under deck space into usable patio space. I've always been a fan of this idea. Yeah. So I would say that I did not see that happen more than more than normal. No, I don't think that I wouldn't say there was a surge in it, no. But it's always been a great idea and it continues to be a great great idea, but I we don't have think that one that's going to happen in Saskatoon that starts next week. The guys are going to start building it and um that deck is only five feet high and they're putting drainage in there they're going to do the, the rain escape in it yeah and so there's one for sure happening in regina right now too uh, queen city's building that has rain escape and it's only four or five feet tall too but it was just storage they wanted dry storage yeah and that's so that's the same thing like at at that height you're only doing storage and so to me that's a that's an upseller and a you know that's not a typical ad for drainage 10 feet high Absolutely. Makes sense. And yeah. you're going to do a patio and it's a walkout and blah, blah, blah. But I think when you look at the idea of, so when people don't have dry space under their deck for storage, they typically plop down a shed somewhere in their backyard. Yeah. What's um, a shed cost? So if you're going to do a hundred square feet, like let's say the material, you know, rain escape material might cost you six or seven bucks square foot Canadian right now. So for a hundred square feet, you're six or $700. Um, that's probably cheaper than a full finished shed. Mm-hmm. And doesn't take up any extra room. That's the biggest thing. You don't lose 100 square feet of yard space. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. you don't have to worry about, like, permitting it for anything. Like, a shed, you don't... It's different everywhere. But in Regina, I think it's over... I think if you actually get to 100 square feet, you do require a permit. I think it's, like, 96, 96. square feet or something yeah. like that. So an 8 by 8 shed, you're okay. 10 by 10, you're not. Yeah. So then you have to worry about dealing with permits and whatnot, too. Like... 8 by 11 and 3 quarters, good to go. Yeah, yeah. So you can really give yourself some storage space, storage space without chewing up more space in your yard without worrying about permits. And it's probably cheaper than buying or building a shed. Certainly. And faster because it happens at the same time your deck's done. It's not another, it's not another project. Right. And it's just more hidden visibly. Like aesthetically, you don't even know it's there. Yeah. Because you're also going to close that. Where were these selling points in the spring? I don't know. Thought about it more. (laughs) Yeah. Scott, no real uptake and drainage in the Colorado area either. So Denver. Uh, number three was now here's one where I do think there was a major uptick pools, spotio, pools, spotios, spotios, Spanish for <laughs> Spanish for spot. Can we, uh, can we now just invent a product to fit that name? Spotios. I really like the name. Okay. So pools, spas, and water features. Uh, they expected to people to really invest and put money into the backyard in, in pools and hot tubs and whatnot. Check. Like. We don't sell those things, but we're friends with people that do. And yep. it sounds like those were big time in demand the last well. couple of years. Yeah. So that continued. That was no surprise because that started in 2020, I think. It was like, you want a hot tub? You order it now, you'll get it in 10 months. Like you plan for next year for your hot tub. Yep. And like and that's continued. Yeah. These guys usually bring in a semi load of hot tubs and then try to sell them when they get there. And it sounds like this year it was like, no, when the semi load gets there, you just deliver them because mm-hmm. they're all sold already. Mm hmm. So that for sure happened. I don't know about the in-ground pool guys. I suspect they were probably just as busy. Like, yeah, like, so I, I talked to a few guys up in the Saskatoon market, and it sounds like they're they're booked until mid-next year with pools. Right. 
So, and I feel like that's, I feel like those guys were already pretty busy because I don't think there's a whole lot of them here. Like I think in Regina, there was only maybe like three or four, say there's two or three pool here. companies, like yeah. maybe the above ground ones, you'd find more people that would do those. But as far as like actual pool companies that would come in and dig in a pool in your backyard, yep. there was only, I think three or four to begin with. Which and so is lots because there's probably not that many going in in a season here. Yeah, maybe. And so, but those guys are always busy, but you also have a shorter season to do them too, right? So it doesn't take long for them to build, to, to get booked up. I imagine to put yep. a pool in takes like, takes a couple weeks Yep. for a basic one even, yep. right? Depends what it is. If it's a liner one that you drop in, dig a hole, drop it in, or if you're going to actually like yeah. dig it so, in. So, you know, their capacity might only be able to do 10 of them a year. I don't know, right? Yep. So it doesn't take long for them to get booked up, but certainly that one definitely increased. This one increased. Definitely. I got the itch. I was like, man, it would be nice to have a pool in my backyard. We're not moving you know, until you... I can put a pool in my backyard. That's what I told them. I was like, you have no room in your backyard. No, not in my current house. No. Push the garage over. Well, but you saw my little rink I built last year though. Right there. I could have a little seven by 20 <laughs> pool as well. That would just freeze over. <laughs> kill two birds. You don't even have to drain it. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a cover? Yeah, nope, honestly, I'm gonna let it freeze solid so I can skate <laughs> on it. At my kid's age, seven or eight inches of water is probably like just as fun as a yep. full blown pool. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, number four they mentioned was adding luxury touches. So, um, you know, uh, built in cushions for your for your seating, uh, fire tables, water features, just kind of like these luxury accessories. People really start to accessorize their decks as opposed to just like buying a patio set and plopping it on there. They started adding these these luxury benefits that the average person is not putting on their deck. Pizza ovens. Yeah, pizza ovens, huge one, right? right? So I Patio think that heaters. probably checked off. That that likely worked. Yeah. Likely yeah. went. For sure. So, and I, I really like this category or this uh, trend because, because it's just, it just takes it to another, your deck to another level. I don't, the idea of just building a square 12 by 16 deck and plopping a patio table down on it is like, it's pretty boring. Boring. Like, it works. Functionally, it works. You get it to go outside and uh, eat at a table outside. But I think where it's really cool is uh, when you start to add the, adding these cool features that not everybody has, and it starts to feel like they described it as like a resort hotel in a way. Right. And yeah, that makes sense. When you start to have these little like spillway, little water fountain things and the little fire features that are happening, and it's yep. just like all adds to this like really luxury ambiance on your deck. Like that's pretty cool, especially yep. at night. Yeah. Yeah, I think those things are... Um, like you said, they just set it apart. And I, I talk about this with lighting with people. And so when we're in the store and we're shopping and people are, you know, they've basically somehow cracked and given you a budget, there's an idea of what they're going to spend on this project. Uh, Carly, like Carly sells different than I do. So Carly starts at the top. And he sells the most expensive decking and the most expensive framing and the most expensive railing. And I often try and sell with like most value. And so I will be right. like, okay, this is your number. Let's do a entry level or a mid level board and let's put lighting in and let's do a, a fancier railing with nicer caps and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because I think that when people come to your house, they don't care if you have the most expensive gray deck board. Mm -hmm. If you have lights on your deck, what happens is they walk in and they're like, holy smokes, you have lighting on your deck. How great does that look? Yeah. They don't, they have no idea if it's a gray Trex board or if it's a gray moisture shield board or they don't like, they don't know. Yeah. All composite is Trex. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. to the average consumer. Yeah. Right? To your point, if somebody showed up in my house and was like, uh, 
we're going to give you $5,000 to spend in your backyard. Would you like to upgrade your existing composite decking to a fancier composite decking with that five grand? Or would you like to add a fire table and a patio heater and some light, like a lighting package? And No brainer. It's not even a conversation. I'm, I have cheaper composite decking and I'm really, really happy with it. I like yeah. it. But what I would like to add to my deck is a heater, a privacy wall. Yeah. I'd like that. I'd like to build in my barbecue. I'd like to add a heater. I'd like to add more lights, light or some lights to my deck. Some lights on the stairs. Um, like all of those things are still things I would like to do. Yeah. But so yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So there you go, Carly. He's in here. I think he was at one point. You're selling wrong. No, 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 no. No, no. You said he was selling wrong. No, I said he sells different than me. There's no such <laughs> thing as wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I appreciate that he sells no, I, our expensive boards. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, now, what we have to do is combine you two and sell the expensive boards with all the extras. He certainly has a better shot at it than I do because I don't even start with the expensive. I start with middle and light. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, And then, then the fifth and final one, Carly says, did a bus just run over my ankle? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Uh Fifth and final one was the DIY market. They they expected that DIY was going to become stronger. stronger. I guess more people were going to tackle their own projects. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this played out for us or not. I don't know if we ended up with a higher percentage of DIY. It's hard for us because we're growing still too in both markets and mm-hmm. like our percentage of contractors is growing year over year. So it's hard to say, but certainly DIY has always been a strong market for us. Yeah, and I don't think that our contractors took a hit this year. No, no. Like, most of the contractors that I talked to on the daily were swamped. They were, like, three to four weeks out. So they were as busy as ever. Yeah, certainly it didn't affect them if if this trend was happening. Yeah. Yeah, and if it did happen, you would have to think that they wouldn't be as busy. I think maybe... What this is based on is the fact that people were home. The story last year certainly was that people are home. They've got this extra time. They're doing all these renos. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're home, you're off work, or you're working from home or whatever. You've just got more capacity to do this. So therefore, logically, then DIY should happen more. It absolutely did in other areas, like as far as like you know, paint sales to the roof. I'm guessing most of that was DIY. Yeah. Um, like all these renovation things, probably most of them, a lot of them was DIY. Decking space, I'm sure it probably did too. I don't have just don't have any stats to back it up, but yeah. Um, but certainly it's always been a, it's always been a thing. I feel like we got inundated with DIY sales early in the year. Like, I feel like we were very yeah strong DIY market and, March through June. And so maybe that's what happened. Maybe the DIY was all early. I think because so. Because our contractors were a little slow in the spring. Yeah. If you, like, if we recall that, if we think back, they probably were a bit slower. Yeah. But then they got going in you know, May, June, July. And yeah. But that yeah. massive March we had, like we had a big sales in March, which is strange. I think yeah. was mostly DIY. Yeah. And I think they were all like a lot of them were rushing to beat the lumber increases that were coming and everything else. But, um, and product availability because you just went off a year of no availability. Right. So yeah. I know there was a couple of customers that were like, I'm paying this happened in January. Yeah. It was like, I'm paying now and I want it. I was yeah. like, Oh, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't care when it lands. <laughs> when it gets there, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. so yeah, um, I'm sure that is a thing. So like, I, I don't know. I think three out of five. Sure. Yeah, it's I was going to say, the school? outdoor office hasn't really materialized, at least in a, in a mass appeal kind of way. Yep. Uh, the drainage probably didn't uptick. That was Scott's Just word. kind of always been good. Uptick. And yes. continues to be a good thing. Yep. I honestly think that, that that probably, the trajectory of, of drainage system likely is on a steady incline. Maybe it didn't spike right this year, but I'm 
like you should pe- people should you should do that yeah if your deck's more than four feet off the ground it's something you should seriously consider yep so doesn't have to be the rain escape so uh anything on that list that anything you'd put on that list that wasn't there would we did we miss that was big this year um i don't like i think maybe i would say privacy walls i think can like they've they've been growing recently anyway but i think it's something that like damn near everybody is considering on their deck nowadays do you think that's because there's a few more options out there? So even yeah. just like in our store, we have a few different options. We used to only have yep. really the aluminum panels. Mm-hmm. And now we have sort of three different options, right? Yeah, I think that certainly helps for sure. Because I think, yeah, they're becoming more attractive, right? It's not it's no longer just a functional thing that you're trying to do. It used to be only glass. And unless somebody was doing their whole deck in glass... Like they didn't want to do the privacy wall on glass. Some people don't want to use glass in their deck at all. They don't want to worry about cleaning it and stuff. So then right. the idea of putting a taller section of glass in there is like not very attractive. Yeah. But now, you know, especially with the Hoff system or some of those, they, it's it's almost like a it's a it's an aesthetic feature as much as it is a privacy feature. Correct. It just looks really good. Yeah. So you do those Hoff walls and you, so you put the post in, you slide some deck boards in. Uh, if you're doing a composite deck, you can put cedar in there to accent it. Yeah. And then the Does accessories it, you can do on it right. too, and right? Then you get their planters and you get some hooks yeah. for your towels if you're around a hot tub. I, like I think that I think the privacy wall game is changing. Yeah. And I think with that you'll start to see more people doing it. I know that everybody would come in and be like, I want to do a privacy wall out of wood and I want it to be cool. And three years ago it was like, okay, screw a two by four to the or a four by four to the frame. And then you're going to like make yeah. this up. Well, yeah. what does it look like? Uh it looks like whatever you dream up and then build (laughs) yeah yeah there was not many out of the box solutions correct yeah and i think um i think the privacy wall guys have now hit the mark because they were people were looking for out of the box solutions i just want to fasten something there yeah here you go and i think that the market has been uh incubated for a little bit here now because of the size of city lots shrinking and like just city living in general has made people start to want that anyway and then the last two years, the fact that you've been home in your backyard more has only, has just reminded people like, right, yeah, I really do need these privacy walls now that I'm actually out here using this space yeah. too. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, because we had some people, I know, like I'm not in the sales floor much anymore, but I know there's a few jobs that happened this year that was like, take down the rail that's there, put up a privacy wall. Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't just new decks all the time either. People were changing their existing layout yeah. to add privacy to their, yeah. to their, to yeah, their deck. I think it's so. funny that the cell... Like the way those things are sold is so hilarious. The customers come in and they're just like, like, I don't hate my neighbors. Like they're, they're pretty good people, but yeah. I just, you, you know, and they won't say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's okay. You're allowed to have privacy though. You have drapes in your house. You have like, yeah. The few times that I've talked to people about that and that's come up that way. I've always asked Mike, so then you try to choose your deck board and it's like, well, if you use Wolf, it's finished both sides. Uh, no, it's like, okay, well then you don't like, you don't like them that much then you yeah. tried to say like, <laughs> you're, you're not willing to spend a little bit of money on them <laughs> about their opinion. Maybe they'll they go see. half or zone it with you. Yeah. If you don't care what the backside looks, you don't care that much. Uh, that's funny. So anyways, yeah. Anything. What about you? Was there anything that you kind of felt? Cause you're, you're on the sales floor more up in Saskatoon than I would be here. So you'd have more of a, a finger on the trends. Anything you yeah, saw? I don't know. I actually sort of thought that people would, um, 
I thought designs would be a little more like I thought people would ask for more designs mm -hmm. and that didn't happen. And yeah. So I, I think that that's, uh, it depends on your budget, but I think like that's such a, such a wise decision to be honest, to, to, to hire a designer to plan this out. I'm not saying it even has to be our service, but any designer to, to plan your stuff out. What is the cost really in the whole grand scheme of things? Like we do charge for our 3D design service, but that means you get, like, it's me. You get my attention on your project for, for like, undivided for, like, just focusing on what your backyard's going to look like for hours or days mm -hmm. of somebody who's, like, who knows all the products are available and knows how to use the space effectively and has a creative bone in their body to come up with some things that you might not have thought of yourself. And at the end of the day, what does it cost? Like, we have tiers from 100 bucks to, to 900 bucks, and you get half that back, and you're yeah. going to spend... 30 grand on your deck. Yeah. I so think that's what's a couple hundred dollars on a 30,000. Well, like, I think that's the, the key. I think like I would say the majority of stuff we sold in Saskatoon, and maybe it's because the store is still fairly like it, it's in its infancy still, but I would say the majority of the decks we sold were less than 10 grand. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And so yeah. if you're like, if you're only not only, but if you're only spending 10 grand, then, yeah, you don't have I'm a lot of flexibility the, like, in your design. The design for anyway, sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But sure. if you, if I mean, you that hundred dollar up over fifteen. Like, yeah. if you're up over that, then you should at least be doing the hundred dollar one. Yeah, if you've got some a budget there that you can get a little bit flexible and do things a little bit differently on your deck, then it's nice to have somebody else's creative input and to be able to see what's going to happen before you do it. Because, yeah. for example, we I just talked about this before we started the yeah. show. We had this customer doing this big, nice design for her out in cottage country. And she's super excited. I, and I, like, I took all of her, her guidance and I came up with a design that I thought ended up work. Like I struggled with it a lot because they're, they're right in the bush. Like they're right in the forest. There's a lot of trees around. It was like, there's the space was limited to kind of use. She wanted things in certain spots. So I designed it and I like, I struggled with it. It took me a long time to kind of get the ideas to get them to come together and flow. And then I, at the end I was like, this is badass. What I've come up with. This is really cool. Yeah. But Sent it to her, came back. I like 0% of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I told her, I was like, and she felt so bad. I was like, she's like, you did your job perfectly. Like you did everything I asked for. I just, it's just not, it's just not it. I just don't like it. And I was like, that's, don't feel bad. Like, that's why we do this. You're do, would you want to have built that first and then found out that you <laughs> hated everything about it? I was like, don't feel bad. Like, you know, 90% of the time I hit, 90% of the time I send it and the feedback is usually like, oh my God, this is so good. It's okay to miss once in a while. Yeah. So let's start over and get it right. And so then let's talk about that other, the deck you sold where you did the design and the guy's budget doubled. So as a, like, yeah. as a contractor or as a, as a store that sells product, yeah, like we should be pushing design all the time. The guy came in with a $15,000 budget and he ended up spending 25 Yeah, because you designed it, showed it to him and was like, well, shoot. There's no way I'm not doing I that. I really I'll like figure that. it out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's some, there's certainly some advantages for it. Not that we need to like, pillage everybody all the way down till they have no money but like yeah as it's certainly an amazing sales tool yeah so i thought that that would have been increased and and the reason i thought that would have increased was that um it would have been based off the idea that the diy market was going to be a lot stronger and so they wouldn't have the people there right. selling to them they wouldn't have the contractor explaining how it was going to look and what right. was going to happen i so i was building off of the idea that more diy were going to be doing it and as a result they would be asking for pictures some help along the way yeah, yeah. So. what about uh the steel framing products would you call that the beginnings of a trend this year i think or? it's i think it's beginning 
we yep. certainly invested in it. Yep. Um, and what did we sell? Not, not uh, a ton, three or four? Th- yeah, three or four jobs worth of it, yep. So yeah. that's a 300% increase over last year. Yeah, and in the middle of... Uh, Middle of the year, they well late in the year actually they announced their like their pergola plans with the Fortress Evolution pergola options, which yeah. um, we apparently have we have a couple that might be on the go. One contractor here says he's got one sold, and then we're looking at doing something with the the Humboldt Broncos um, Memorial Gardens. Got to be done by next Thursday. So what's got to be done by next Thursday? The plan for that we have the, to get that back to. I them. see. I was like, like built. I think the whole thing's done. <laughs> Podcast over. We got you too. <laughs> yeah. So um, at least we need to get after that. So from what I've heard from the Fortress rep, he's like, those things are taking off. He's like, I, I don't know that we even understood how much people were waiting for a, this solution. A no maintenance. <laughs> like no maintenance, good quality, like strong. Lots of people were waiting for that. Again, it was like they would ask for it and yeah. the, the solution was basically, it was an AZAC one, right? Yeah. It was like, here's your PVC pergola. Yeah. Because your option, your other options were to go buy some like kitted out like box store pergola for 3000 bucks. You go buy a thing in a box and it's like it is what it is you just put it together and then it looks like what it looks the nice thing about the fortress one is that it still has some workability like wood you still can accessorize it you can still make it like the style of the pergola you can it can be modern it can be traditional it can be whatever like you still have some flexibility in the design of it but it's using materials that are all maintenance free and it's and it's black like it looks good with a lot of existing decks with the railing whatever else cedar privacy wall on the side yeah i just yeah Take those Oasis U channels. You could fasten the U channel on the side, and then yeah, mm. yeah. I think there's like hot damn. You start accessorizing those things a little bit um, with a little bit of cedar, or even a little bit of like composite decking here and there, some trims, and I think you could really come up with something cool. So I'm excited to see how that develops because right now there's not many of them out there. It's kind of like the fort, you know, the president of fortress, whatever, did one in his backyard. Like there's a few out there they've they're showing pictures of, and it's like, oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. But I'm excited to see what contractors start coming up with. Yeah, because they, they you know, there's some really creative guys out there. They've, they get their hands on it and they start doing things and yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. So that yeah, was, that was that too. That was it. Steel framing. It's, it's it. happening. It's taken off. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be a big thing continuing to grow again. It's just like the, can't call it a trend yet, but certainly the conversation is happening a lot more with yeah. that. So anyway, uh, this, uh, this is getting posted late. This is actually last week's podcast we're recording right now and we've got one cool. more to do. Time so time. for those that are on Instagram live right now, they get to tune in for a double, uh, double header here. But, uh, We've discussed this one ad nauseum, so it's over. So I'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site. Come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.